This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. It's being dubbed the biggest ever planned for spring and summer construction. And the mayor is warning that it'll be bad for drivers, but in the best long-term interests of the city. These are investments in our city uh, that are necessary for us to make. And it's also why I get so concerned uh, when other governments are threatening cuts uh, to vital services and to some of the funding that we rely on in order to move forward. Okay, well... Is that a good explanation? And what is it exactly going to mean to us? The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And before we get to the phones, I'm going to bring in Raymond Chan from the Canadian Automobile Association. Hi there, Raymond. Hi, Libby. So do we have to uh, prepare for something? I mean, it seems like it's pretty bad now and getting worse all the time. Well, it's certainly something that uh, the governments need to be thinking about on a more uh, permanent basis. So I, I'm, I'm glad to see that the mayor has, has announced this. A uh, billion dollars is certainly nothing to sneeze at. Um, it's a large capital investment towards our infrastructure needs and certainly something that's long overdue. And, and uh, CA has been advocating for this uh, for a long, long time through programs like our Worst Roads Campaign. Uh, where we're asking for more permanent and dedicated funding towards uh, things like infrastructure improvements. Uh, so this is certainly a welcome sight to us. Uh-huh. Uh, but what do you have to say to drivers? Well, it's uh, it's going to be of a bit of a short-term pain, but overall it's going to be long-term gain uh, because we're going to have those smooth roads. There's going to be a coordination of construction services. Um, you're going to have uh, utility digs and uh, water main replacement and road resurfacing um, all done at once uh, throughout these multiple projects that are going to be happening. So um, I, I, I would say to the drivers out there to be uh, to be patient because it's necessary road work that has to be complete and it's going to mean a uh, better and smoother ride overall for everyone in the end. Okay, let's take a call from Greg in Brampton. Hi, Craig. Greg. Morning, Levy. Good afternoon. Afternoon. Sorry. So, what's your? Um, go ahead. I I just wanted to throw my two cents in. I'm a limousine driver, and we have to bring people in and out of Toronto on a regular basis, and it's just becoming an absolute disaster. Um, between construction, between road closures, when uh, sporting or uh, concert events are on right down in that area around the Rogers Center and the um, uh, Scotiabank because of uh, the disaster on Young Street with that guy running everybody down. Ever since then, they closed everything off. We don't have access to get to people. Uh, I would really like to know how construction dictates traffic because between Bremner and Lakeshore, there's only two lanes going north and south where there should be four. Uh, and it's all because the construction of a condo or business office that's there has literally taken over two lanes of traffic. The, the King Street project is an absolute disaster for drivers. 
we got lots of room for plants in the middle of the road, but not being able to get in and pick people up. And the way they, they've got the rules set, you know, if we try and do anything differently, then we're going to get a ticket. So it's pretty frustrating. I was down on Saturday in between the Blue Jays game and everything else that was going on. Uh, they block, the police block off certain areas, which don't make any sense for us to access, exit the area. They block off small access roads, which would normally get us to Spadina and then down onto the uh, QE quickly. It literally took me an hour to, because I had to go out straight along Lakeshore until I could get on the QE. So it's pretty frustrating. Both for customers, if you're trying to get there by a certain time, and for us, because it's a disaster. Greg, I, I hear you. And, and one of the questions that I have, and let's ask Raymond Chan for his take on this. You know, the mayor promised that he would see to it that the condo developers would not just willy-nilly have their way with our streets. I don't think they've delivered on that. The people who are, are doing construction, I mean, there's a condo development on every street corner, and there seems to be absolutely no regard for the driving public. Raymond Chen, do you agree with that? Am I, you know, being unreasonable here? You're certainly raising some very valid points here, Libby, and uh, I think that uh, part of the whole process in, in, in trying to uh, figure out the best use of our road real estate and uh, and and how construction efforts are, are planned and actually rolled out. There needs to be a better coordinated effort. I mean, uh, one of the gripes we certainly hear about from the motoring public is uh, once roads are torn up, uh, a few months down the road from now, you've got another utility company coming in here and, and tearing up that same piece of road that was just repaved. So that's certainly a frustration. So a better coordinated um, um way of, um, of, of, of coordinating efforts amongst all these different people who have access to that roadway certainly needs to be done. Uh, secondly, I think that uh, more public uh, education and input and information as to when these projects are happening and to have um, a set amount of criteria uh, guidelines, but also a time frame of when this construction work is supposed to be complete. I mean, th- th- there's, there's no reason why we can't have this work um, being done in the overnight hours, um, and on weekends as well to, to have well, it better the, coordinated. But, the but mayor also. is promising that that will happen. But here's the thing. You're talking about the coordination among mm-hmm. the utilities and stuff. So we've been promised that before, and it hasn't happened. And mm-hmm. in the case of the subway construction, the province says, well, we have the power to make that happen, and the city doesn't. I mean, is it just the case that the city does not have the authority to tell the utilities what to do. They can just tell the city to buzz right off. Well, in order to do work on city streets, I mean, one has to apply for the proper permit. So if you're going to be blocking off a section of the road, um, in some instances, you have to hire, um, you know, paid duty officers to make sure the traffic is going to be flowing, that pedestrians are able to uh, walk uh, across the street as well. But there's there's a number of things that can certainly be done better, and I can agree with you and, and uh, certainly um, uh, you know sense your frustration with 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 everything and the way that it's rolled out in the city of Toronto. You know, bottom line, can it be better coordinated? Can there be a better effort into speaking with the various stakeholders and the v- various groups that uh, need access to our roadway to complete work? Absolutely. I think um, if I were to give one piece of advice to to council, would be um, to convene all these proper players together. You know how. 
how do we better uh, disseminate this information to the general public so they better understand um, what the process is with construction, how long it's going to take, and, and, and how badly needed some of these roadworks are. So definitely better coordination effort and better communication is certainly a must when it comes to construction efforts. Right. But, but what I'm getting at is these things have been promised by the mayor. He recognizes what the problem is, but it doesn't seem to get fixed. And my question is, does the city even have the wherewithal to fix it? Well, I think they can certainly speak up. If they don't have the wherewithal to um, really challenge perhaps the province, um, if they have some sort of eminent domain over this particular matter, they can certainly still be more vocal about it. And residents of the city, I think, are, have, have certainly been vocal. They're frustrated with the uh, lack of, uh, of, of efforts that are going on um, within the city when it comes to construction activities, when it comes to building more transit, when it comes to rehabilitating roads. Um, certainly more needs to be done. And, and, and if more can't be done at the city level, uh, then, then those sentiments need to be raised with the proper authorities and the proper levels of government, whether it be at the uh, province or at the federal level of government. I think we all collectively need to stand together as Torontonians um, who are fed up with this to stand up and say, we're not going to stand for this, and we'd love to have uh, these projects expedited in some way and, and have them better communicated. Because if it's not uh, if it's not communicated to the public and they don't understand what it is that's going on or when these lane closures are going to be occurring, that's certainly a challenge for commuters uh, who are trying to get to where they're going. So certainly I can agree that more efficiency, more talk, um, more um, more openness about these projects certainly needs to be done. Okay, let's hear from Ken in Etobicoke. Hi, Ken. Yeah, hi, how are you? Fine. Um, quick question. I was uh, Saturday coming home from Liberty Village area around 5 o'clock, and I noticed there's a few cars on the uh, Gardner Expressway. So I thought I'd just take, you know, a side street down to the Jameson and get on the highway there. There's a police officer that had it blocked. What reason was the police officer blocking the Gardner? Was there construction that week, that day, at Saturday around 5 o'clock? Raymond, do you know? Well, I, I can't comment on um, specific situations like that. I mean, if the officer was blocking a particular um, section of the road, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that uh, they had um, some reason to be there, whether it be they were attending to a call or if it was uh, called out there by, um, by, by um, somebody who was on the road and, and, and they were attending to an emergency scene. Um, if, if there wasn't anything happening, I, I would question why an officer would be needed there to... Well, well, um, well the thing is, when I looked at when I was stuck in traffic for like two hours, uh, Lakeshore was bumper the bumper, the Jameson was bumper the bumper, all the streets were bumper the bumper. You try to take a little side street, there's no way. Everything was bumper the bumper. But I saw a few cars going by on the Gardner, so it wasn't actually closed. But why wouldn't the police let these cars go down there? I mean, I didn't see any construction when I was we, driving on the we- Lakeshore. We have to look that up. I mean, uh, Ken, I hear you. When I was was driving on the, it was, it was nuts everywhere. And, and, uh, you know, I live close to the university line and it was closed, but, (sighs) but I don't, I don't know the, I mean, we can look it up, but I don't know the reason for every closure. And I guess neither does. I'm just saying, I don't go downtown that often, but boy, coming back, I couldn't believe it. I was stuck in, I was stuck for two hours. And it was unbelievable how far I moved in two hours. And I, then I see these cars going by in the Gardener, but that police officer had Jameson. Nobody can go out onto the highway. Right. And I just said, yeah, do they use their own judgment or they, are they told by the book, okay, wait there till 530, then go home or whatever you do. I don't know. But they should open it up because there was cars on the highway. Only a few, though. 
Okay, well, uh, we'll 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 try to sort that one out for you, Ken. Thanks. Okay, well, thank you for your time. Okay, Don in Toronto. Hi, Don. Hi, how are you? Fine. How are you? I'm great. I just have two little questions. City workers. I don't know when I drive by and I see them digging up a hole. The first question I have is, why are five supervisors watching one guy dig a hole? Is it to make sure that he gets enough dirt in the shovel? And the second question is, I came back from uh, Casino Rama yesterday. I came down Black Creek to Eglinton, and I go east on Eglinton, and I see five guys where they're working on the subway, or subway line, or the LRT, or whatever the hell it is, I don't know. And they're all sitting having coffee. That's all I see is five workers. There's nobody at the other site on a Sunday. And they're, what are they getting paid? Double time? No wonder the bill is so high. Uh, I, I hear stories like that all the time. Some obviously are true. Some are apocryphal. And I can really understand your frustration. I mean, yeah. But I, I just wonder, you know, when five guys are looking down a hole when the guy's got the little tractor there digging a hole like what are they looking at well i don't know if there's five but oh yeah. there there was okay sometimes, you know what sometimes i see seven when you go along eglinton avenue you know what if you're not driving take a picture of it take which take a picture but not while you're driving <laughs> that, that's, that's a sure. big ticket <laughs> yeah i we have taken a couple of pictures there was one at don mills uh eglinton just uh, west of don mills and there were seven guys standing there. You know what? Can you send me the picture? Uh, yeah, I'll have the wife send you a picture. Have the wife send me a picture, Libby at Zoomer.ca. Libby, Zoomer.ca? At Zoomer.ca, you're right. At .ca. Yeah, honest to God, and we got all the guys' faces and everything, and um, she's, she looks at me and says, what, Is, does he have to get so much dirt out of the hole or whatever? And I said, these guys are getting paid big money just looking in a hole. Okay, thanks for that, Don. I will. Okay, looking forward to seeing those pictures. The numbers to call, 416-360-0740, toll-free, 1-866-740-4740. And I am here with Raymond Chan from the CAA. And Raymond, you are also going to be launching a new program tomorrow saying, uh, you know, move over, let somebody in and chill out, right? Yeah, so tomorrow is actually uh, National Slow Down Move Over Day, and uh, the CAA has actually uh, collaborated with all the various CA clubs across Canada uh, to bring some awareness to this particular issue. Um, so back in uh, 2015 here in the province of Ontario, um, collectively at the provincial legislature, all parties actually agreed uh, to um, enable slow down move over legislation in what was then known as Bill 15. Uh, basically, if uh, you see workers uh, working at the side of the road, in this case, tow truck drivers, much like emergency vehicles, police, fire and ambulance, um, you're expected to, if you can, safely to slow down and to move over one lane and to provide a safe working environment for those, of, uh, for, for those workers that are working at the side of the road. Okay. And, uh, what, uh, what do you expect? Uh, you know, do you, do you think that drivers are going to comply with that? Well, it's currently the law. Um, I mean, there, there's a number of uh, demerit points and uh, fines associated with not obeying the law if you are caught by an officer and, and, and convicted of such a charge. Um, really what this campaign is about is to highlight the awareness of, uh, of the general public that A, this is law. 
and that B, um, we, we want people to think about uh, those people that work at the side of the road each and every day to keep uh, people safe and to make sure that they're uh, get home to their loved ones and, and get from their destination from point A to point B, uh, because uh, a lot of people don't necessarily work in offices and, and really at the side of the road for tow truck operators, that's their office. So provide them a safe place to work and uh, give them the room to do so, so that they can uh, help help other people get off the road safely. Now, there are already the signs all along the road saying that if you get caught speeding near men at work or uh, people at work, excuse me, it's going to be a big, huge fine. Why isn't that enough? Well, it's it's really to keep things top of mind because you're you're not really thinking in that situation. If you're driving at at, at 100 kilometers an hour um, at the speed limit along a highway, um, you know, you're kind of in your own zone. You're thinking about the destination. You're thinking about who you're going to get to see uh, when you get to point B. And um, you're not necessarily um, always aware of what's around you and your surroundings, especially at the side of the road. So um, because that's such a dangerous work environment for tow operators and our emergency personnel, uh, that we want to make sure that the that the public is aware that this is law and that uh, they're expected, uh, when, when safe to do so, to really slow down and move over a lane, provide these people with a safe workplace, uh, make sure that they, uh, like you, can get home to their loved ones at the end of the day. And that's really what the campaign and, and the program and the messaging is, is really all about, to slow down and to move over, give those people a safe place to work. Do you think that uh, people should expect what we experienced this weekend uh, to be kind of the new normal? Well, you know, construction really is a reality um, with our climate here in Canada. I mean, the joke always goes that we have two seasons here in Canada, that we have winter and then we have construction season. Well, it's very much true. I mean, because of the harsh winters that we have each and every year, uh, construction's a reality and constant construction of that. But uh, part of our purpose and our advocacy at CA has, has always been to um, try and keep infrastructure top of mind, which is why we run our annual Worst Roads campaign. want to make sure that governments are thinking about this, not just on an annual basis, but throughout the year. Let's start planning 5, 10, 15 years ahead about what those priority areas are within the city that need to be improved. Let's start getting a plan together, get the various stakeholders together, engaged in a discussion about how we're going to tackle these issues, how, how we're going to get them fixed, but also, more importantly, to uh, figure out the allocation of dollars because these things don't come cheap and we want to make sure that uh, they don't come at the expense of, uh, of impacting the daily commuter who's out there. So to really think about what the priorities are to allocate the money, but also to communicate it well to those people that use our roads each and every day. Okay, I'd like to bring in Brad Ross, who is the city's chief communications officer. Hey, Brad. Are you there, Brad? I am, Yes. Okay, so we have been promised better coordination uh, for years, basically. It hasn't happened. We have been promised that condo developers who are closing off streets uh, will be made to be a little more mindful of the impact they have, and it'll be a little harder for them to just play havoc with the traffic. That also hasn't happened. So... Uh, as we head into this massive construction plan, you know, what is going to happen with these issues that have never been resolved? Well, I would I would argue that that coordination has improved significantly, especially over the last five years or so. There are 
uh, routine, regular meetings with senior staff, including the mayor, in fact, to ensure that there is coordination so that we're not closing uh, or, limit or, or reducing lanes on a major uh, road, for example, and then doing the same work um, to the roads uh, you know, north or south or east or west of that road so that there is coordination, uh, that there is timing that is considered when the TTC, for example, has a weekend closure, uh, coordinating all of that work um, to, to ensure that you know, that there are alternatives for, for drivers through that particular area. We look at things like signal timing um, and, and making those uh, the, those signal times, um, you know, conducive to ensuring that there is, you know, less congestion as, as a result. And so, um, you know, enhanced signage and, and certainly communicating fully to, to the public so that they are aware of uh, this reality that we call construction season, that, that there is going to be uh, um, uh, road work that is necessary or sewer water main work that has to be done. Uh, you know, more than a billion dollars worth of infrastructure uh, this this construction season is is being tackled. So, um, you know, as as, as your other uh, guest notes, you know, we we do have a uh, because of our climate, we do have a limited number of months in which we can get get this work done. So there's a lot of investment happening, and and so that work has to happen. And yeah, it needs to be coordinated so that. You know, we're not uh, uh, replacing a road, for example, or surfacing, resurfacing a road and, and next year going in and, and uh, having to tear it up so that we can get at the, the water mains or the sewers. Okay, uh, we're basically out of time on this, but we have to hold you to that, Brad Ross, because uh, I'm not sure it was happening, and this last weekend was a complete disaster. Well, there the is roads. congestion, Libby. There's no doubt about it. When there is construction, there's going to be congestion. Uh, there's there's no two ways about that. It's making you know uh, what I would argue is that if we didn't do that coordination, it would be a heck of a lot worse, and we might be having a different conversation. Okay, we'll have to leave it there for now. Uh, Brad Ross, the city's chief communications officer, and Raymond Chan from the CAA. Thank you very much, you both, for being with us. Thank you, Libby. Okay. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.